Yo, what's up? Welcome to Jump Master, the number one Apex Legends podcast, brought to you yeah. by Okanis.com. I'm your Jump Master, Blessing, Adioye. Joining me this week are my squad mates. We got Alex Van Aken. What's up, Alex? Nothing much. Yeah, we also got John Bernardo. What's up, John? What up, Legends? Yeah, what up, <laughs> what up Legends? That's perfect. Uh, Jump Master, of course, is a weekly Apex Legends podcast. Each episode, join us for the latest news, tips and tricks, and experiences relating to Respawn Entertainment's brand new Battle Royale game set in the Titanfall universe. Uh, a few things for housekeeping before we get into the nitty gritty. Uh, this week, you guys did an awesome thing for us. You guys came out in droves, and yes. you subscribed to the podcast, you rated us, you reviewed us, did all that good stuff, and we reached number three on iTunes Games and Hobbies chart. Uh, which is which wild is awesome. which is yeah. crazy like yeah. that's up there with like the ign podcast it's up there up there with kind of funny we were next to car talk and critical role dude like giant bomb like if you like that's i mean of course number three so that's up with the best of the best of the games and hobbies <laughs> chart oh yeah uh number two on the games specific chart uh which is also wild yep um so thank you guys so much uh for coming out and reviewing us uh please continue to review us because that'll keep us up there that'll keep us uh popping um, and yeah, like, dude, a lot of you have been listening, uh, as we can see from, see from the numbers. And so, uh, welcome any new listeners. Of course, this is okay. Beast. Um, me, Alex and John are here to bring you some wonderful content about the apex legends. Um, this show of course is set for a five episode run to start off, uh, depending on how we go by the end of the series might choose to continue re- renew up for another season, however it may go. Um, but yeah, we'll figure that, that out later for now. We're going five episodes uh we have some other content that you can check out the okabees podcast which is up every single monday on okabees.com we have freelancers guide which is an anthem podcast that's being hosted by alex yep uh and brandon uh of course and also we have more content on okabees.com so check that out um and also support us on patreon.com slash okabees you can go ahead and check that link out if you want to uh learn more about what we have to offer learn about how you can support us monetarily the tiers and goals we're trying to hit uh all that good stuff without further ado guys week two Apex Legends, <laughs> how are you feeling? Oh, I feel like I've emerged from a cave. It, <laughs> yeah, like I feel like I've I've aged ten years. Yeah, oh, oh, it's great in that cave. Yeah, that cave is like moist and warm and found a <laughs> mastiff. Moist. <laughs> there's a mastiff in that cave. Yeah, it's really weird. Like I don't know why there's a dog in the cave, but you know he's there. Um, also the shotgun. But no, the game is oh, it's so good. And I feel like I'm just peeling back layers of an onion. I keep mm-hmm. finding new things about the game. Today, you told me that you could melee through doors. And I was like, how have I not realized Dude, this? The animation for it is sick, too. Because, like, yeah. it's not just, it's not just, like, you know how, like, when you melee, it's just, like, straight up punch. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you melee through a door, it's like your character, like, leans back a little bit and then, like, straight up just boosts that door open. Mm. He um, throws really cool. all everything into that fucking door. Yeah, he well, just, he th- throws gosh. everything into it. And <laughs> I did that once to, like, try and get, uh, get the leg up on a team. Um, no, no pun intended. And like, I lifted my leg and I booted through the, through the door, waiting for people behind it. Nobody was there, and so I didn't get like the cool, like the cool kill. But it felt super satisfying to be like, oh man, if if they were here, I would have got to jump on them. John, how are you feeling so far on week two? Dude, I am so in. I was on such a gaming drought, and it's been nothing but Apex since. It's yeah. it's fantastic, and I I don't I'm not even playing a lot. But when I'm not playing, I'm dreaming about it. And when I come online and I see you guys are playing with someone else, I'm heartbroken and I go to sleep. <laughs> no, I feel you on that. No, it's it's been great. Yeah, no, it's it's honestly been great. It's it's a game that you don't feel bad. I mean, myself, I don't feel bad when I lose. I just I just kn- know I had a great time and I just want to mm-hmm. play again and I want to explore parts of the map that I just didn't explore before. And yeah. everyone's got to stop hating on all the guns. I'm gun agnostic. 
whatever gun I see on the floor, Bold. I'm going to pick it up. All so right? it's, it's interesting what my personal arc has been through like my preference of guns because I went from being like, oh yeah, I think I'm a, um, what's the name of that gun? Um, one of the light, one of the, um, not light machine guns, the LMGs, one of the LMGs. The Devotion? Oh, Devotion. No. The Spitfire? Yes. I went from being like, I'm a Spitfire guy to then being like, no, actually I prefer the, the other, the other LMG that I can't think of right now. Um, then being like, you know what, man? I like the Devotion. Then being like, you know what, man? I like the, um, the Carbine. Um, and like, I went from also like with shotguns, right? I went from being like, man, the Eva is awesome. Then hearing everybody being like, no, the Eva sucks. And then being like, okay, maybe I don't like the Eva. Now I'm just going <laughs> to roll Peacekeeper. And then I sucked with the Peacekeeper and went back to the Eva 8, just started destroying people with the Eva 8. Yeah. Um, the thing that it seems like most people have in common is that they don't like the Mozambique. Yeah. Yep. Um, do you guys kind of concur with that? John, do you, are, are you like pretty much just give me whatever? <laughs> I, I am just giving me whatever. Cause most of the time, uh, I am the last to pick up something and I, there was one match I, I don't know if I had it with you guys or someone else but I remember we dropped down and everybody had a gun and there was this one person just running around they didn't see me I beat them to death with my fists it was fantastic nice. it was fantastic <laughs> but no um, I, I actually never picked up that gun so I can't really speak to it I usually pick up some crappy pistols mm-hmm. um, and by the time I find something else I got a peacekeeper or I got a, a carbine or, or yeah. a devotion in my hand so I haven't had any experience with it, but I, I don't know what the hate's all about. Maybe you guys can tell me. I don't know. I, I think it's the, the the lack of damage it puts out and the s- severely small clip. But that being said, like you just got to make do with what you have. Exactly. I've gotten, I've gotten some cool Alex, clips with, with Alex a Mozambique. Alex doesn't look saying that. If you follow Alex and you see his clips, it's like, um, well, like for me, I've never ki- I don't think I've ever killed anybody with a Mozambique. And that's probably the only gun left in the game that I haven't done any damage with. Um, but like you, if you look at Alex's clips on Twitter, there's like one clip where he like gets, kills three people with a Mozambique and it's like people, every look at all the replies, people are like, yo, isn't, this isn't fair. Like <laughs> what kind of hacks are you using? Is that his uh, new nickname? Mozambique? Dude, Honestly, I'll man, take it. Give it to stick. me. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. Uh, are you guys experimenting with any of the legends at all? Um, I branched out. So last week I was playing just Pathfinder for the most part. I've actually branched out to Wraith and Bangalore. Uh, Cause I wanted to try out uh, two offensive heroes um, and I'm digging them both. You know, I think Ray, both of those characters are, you know, very popular. I know. Mm. And so I was kind of late to the game on them, but uh, I think Bangalore is probably like S tier for me. Like the fact that she hits double time when she gets shot at is kind of game changing in combat. Um, like there, there are times when like I was in a, in, I was in a two V two. We were at the, we had the final two squads yesterday. I was playing with some people from the OKBs community and, uh, and there was a Bangalore. She was the last one down. Both of her teammates were down. She downed me. And so I, I, I placed the ping for where she was. And by the time my teammate could look to where she was, she was so fast. She'd already gotten behind him and she beat us. And like, so Bangalore is, is crazy. Awesome for those small, you know, really, um, close encounter matches, matchups. And so I'm kind of digging her for that. Her smoke's great. Uh, and then Wraith is just super cool with her, her ability mm. to, uh, go invulnerable, and uh, the, the portals are, are a nice touch. Wraith was really uh, dope for me to use first off because she was like kind of like my first main. And then I kind of like shifted off of her as I kind of didn't. I I kind of figured out like, OK, her passive, even though it's not clear, I kind of I kind of learned uh, kind of the intricacies of it, of like understanding like, OK, this is when she's saying things. Because before, like her whole her whole passability is that like she'll say when she's being seen and like she'll communicate to her uh, kind of to herself uh when somebody's like aiming at her 
and you can press down on the D-pad to warn your teammates. Mm-hmm. The whole time, I was thinking that that was just like a feature of the game. I didn't realize that that was a special ability. I was like, oh, cool, I can warn my teammates. Um, and then like recently, I've been I've been in the situation where I'm like, oh no, okay, these are actually the voices that she's hearing. Yeah, um, and I think they might have patched it to where uh, the volume is louder. Um, yeah, that's for, what it for seems the players. Like. Yeah, because I was super confused when I when I used her. Um, but I it was it was dope for me to use her because she reminded me of Reaper, who's like one of my mains in Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. Um, after a while, I kind of shifted off of her. I've been using Lifeline more. Uh, who I feel. I'm super dope. I mean, I'm not, I'm not super dope with, but like she's super dope for me because yeah, you crush her with Lifeline all the time. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Because <laughs> um, Alex, I think you're like you're definitely more of like the shooter person and like you definitely like have that have more of like the in the moment skill of like, I mean, get these shots off. I'm going to line up my shots, uh, get these kills and do all that stuff. Meanwhile, I think for me, um, Lifeline for me, who I'm I mean, I'm not like horrible, but I'm definitely not like an advanced shooter player. I'm more so like. Yeah, I'll get a kill when I can. Like, I feel like you're competent. Um, I, yeah, I'm competent, but I'm not like I'm not like out here at Call of Duty tournaments, you know. <laughs> um, and so, Lifeline I think allows me to be uh, feel useful to the team with the yeah. with the healing and also the care boxes and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and so she's been good for me, and then also uh, Bloodhound. If I'm feeling like feisty and I'm feeling like I'm I'm kind of thirsty for action, Bloodhound is the one because like tracking people down and 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 kind of having that ability to kind of see where people are when they're near you i i think is super invaluable when you're yeah. when you use it in the right way and, and his his ultimate is super sick uh because as somebody who has like as somebody who doesn't have like perfect aim um being able to kind of gray everything out and have my enemies be the infrared uh makes things super easy and i realized i i until i did that i didn't realize how much that could improve my aim um it it's improved funny. my aim wildly i think bloodhound was kind of like a sleeper hit at first like i didn't like people were playing wraith they were playing bangalore they're playing um i think people were playing gibraltar a lot in the early game mm-hmm. and then now like fast forward a week and i feel like every team has a bloodline or a bloodhound for sure because yeah uh, they're so useful as a character um it's really cool like the, i i because i hadn't pl- i don't think i've played as bloodline actually so i've never i kind of was watching some streams and watching some, some gameplay clips. And I didn't realize how long their uh, ultimate lasted for. Where, yeah. Where it's enemies like, are, like 30 seconds or something. Yeah. Like that. Which is ridiculous because the enemies are highlighted in red for bloodhound, which is, and combine that with the ping system. That's yeah. super OP. And he like go, he goes faster too. Uh-huh. And yep. so like when you use your ultimate as bloodhound, you feel superhuman almost. Mm-hmm. I dig bloodhound. I want to, I want to try him out. John, who's your main currently? My main right now is Gibraltar. Um, there you go. I, I'm a usually a safe bet when it comes to kind of class-based stuff, so I want to be defensive. And the fact that when you pull up your sights, he has a shield that comes up, that's great. for. Like, I'm like you. I'm not the best online shooter. I'm great, you know, single-player shooter, but when it goes into online and everyone's better than me, I don't have a chance. Uh, mm. So Gibraltar dropping that shield, uh, having it come up when you aim, that's key for me. And especially the, his ultimate um, with the airstrike, yeah, <laughs> I'm always prematurely dropping that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I did play around with Bangalore a bit as well because I do like um, balanced uh, shooters. And I do, like Alex was saying, I love the get shot and start sprinting faster because I'm a coward. I'll start running as soon as I get shot. So the <laughs> fact that you get to go mm-hmm. faster is a big help. Um, seeing Alex play with Pathfinder, though, makes me want to experiment with him a bit more. I just want to get a little bit more comfortable with the just what i have right now before dipping into that but pathfinder is next on my list and then lifeline because usually i like to be the healer i like to i like to stay back because i'm not the greatest shot and just continue to heal people 
Yeah, nice. yeah. So for sure. Kind of balancing between those. Yeah, there's so much so, like variety and and um, dynamism to each of the classes, and I feel like there's a play style for everybody, you know, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And I'm I'm excited to see like what the new legends will look like. So champions chat, uh, that's the section of the show that is essentially our topic of the show. Uh, we're calling it champions chat, uh, and the one champions chat for this week is going to be all about the legends. Yeah. Uh, I want to make our way through. We'll do. We'll aim for four this episode and see if we can get the rest done next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I want to make our way through the, the first four legends and kind of talk about each of them uh, specifically um, and kind of get in depth on, into what they do and who they are. And so uh, I'm pulling some of the profiles uh, from EA's website. Awesome. Um, and we'll start with Bloodhound. And so EA uh, on their website, they kind of classify Bloodhound as a technological tracker. Um, Lines up. Yeah. His profile. His profile says Bloodhound is known across the Outlands as one of the greatest game hunters of the frontier, or sorry, one of the greatest game hunters the frontier has ever seen. Mm. Uh, and that's about all anyone knows. Their identity is a mystery wrapped in layers of rumors. They are a fabulously wealthy, a bloodthirsty murderer, a Goliath whisperer, a former slave, half bat, and a dozen other things depending what? on who's doing the whispering. I didn't realize what that people people hell? say he's half bat. Um, interesting thing. I think. There have been rumblings about like a few of the characters uh, in this game and kind of like how they identify, right? And Gibraltar, uh, I believe in his profile, they talk about his boyfriend and how like I think he saved his boyfriend from like a, a mudslide uh, that was going on. Te- yeah. um, Bloodhound, I believe, is non-binary, yes. which I think is pretty interesting and pretty cool yep. um, that he has that representation. Um, but yeah, so his real name, unknown, age, unknown, homeworld, unknown, uh, tactical ability, Eye of the All-Father. All um, which is you press L1, you get that kind of like scan that scans like in your immediate vicinity. And bless how, how now that you've had like a, a larger amount of time to play with the game, how, what is the range on that? eye of the all father. Like it's not, it's not far. Okay. <laughs> it's like, if, and is if it only people in, on the like, same plane as you or is it above and below you as well? So I don't know if it's above. Okay. Yeah, we had that um, question before and I, I, I think it's, I think it is above to a certain extent, though. Mm. I don't think it's okay. you know, all the way up to a gun, uh, a ship, but sure. I think yeah. it's, you know, oh, no, if no, you're no. in a house or two two floors above, I think it'll show that. Okay, yep. That adds and up. And you kind of see, like, when you use the ability, you kind of see the bubble that kind of spreads out. If you're playing as Bloodhound in first person, I don't know if it reaches, like, the whole bubble. Because it looks like it spreads out pretty far. But I feel like it's like, if you're in a building, like, if you're standing in the middle of a building and you press L1 you'll probably get all the people in that building. Like if it's yeah. like, a, if it's like one of the huts, like yeah. in, in that uh, kind of watery area, I think you'll get everybody in that building, but it's not like, like if you walk into a town, you're not going to scan the whole town at all. Like it's not that far yeah. by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like anybody that's, that's in your immediate area. I think it also it. shows traps as well. So I, if like, if there's a caustic trap, it'll highlight that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yep. That sounds about right um passability is the tracker and so you can kind of you can see people's footsteps um which is pretty dope and it tells you like how long it's been since people have been there it also tracks doors and so if somebody has opened or closed a door you can see that um and there's like kind of a cool thing going on with like his birds um like actually that might those might have been regular birds i was gonna say there's a cool thing (laughs) i was gonna say there's a cool thing going on with his birds that they like they 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 fly away to let you know that there's footsteps but Thinking back at my clip, I saw. I think those are regular bo- uh, birds because I'm I'm thinking back to a gameplay clip that I made. Um, but yeah, he, that's a pretty cool passability. And then his ultimate, of course, is Beast of the Hunt, which we talked about. Um, so yeah, good character. He's pretty dope. I saw a uh, somebody was ranking characters, and they had Bloodhound um, as S tier. Really? Yep. 
Yep. I can see that. Yep. Well, yeah, he's going to reveal all the locations, right? That's that can change the whole last match or when you're on your one-on-one with another squad, you can see exactly where they are. He pings them all. Boom. Done. Mm-hmm. I'm curious on what the criteria for those types of tier systems are, because like, I think I saw one where lifeline was like in one of the bottom tiers. That was the same like, chart. Yep. Yeah. And so like, I think if you're, if you're somebody like shroud or you're somebody like ninja <laughs> or like you're somebody who's like, I'm a shooter person. I like, I know how to take action. I can take people out. Then I think Bloodhound for like is definitely going to be like S tier in the hands of one of those people, but I feel like for the average player, not so like, much. Yeah, probably not so much. Like if I you're, agree with if, that. Yeah, if you're very competitive, then yeah, like I could see it him in like some other like probably um, uh, Bangalore is probably high up there. I assume. Um, yeah, but, Bangalore is on the same same level as Bloodhound. Yeah, and so I assume like the off- the offensive uh, heroes are going to be at that level, but more supportive roles i assume if you're an average player are still going to be helpful if not like as helpful or even more helpful i would agree with that um so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else on bloodhound i think that's it for bloodhound dope let's talk about gibraltar um so ea classifies i'm just gonna say respawn respawn classifies gibraltar mm-hmm. as a shielded fortress um yeah, he gibraltar is. is a gentle giant with a wi- with a wild side i like it uh, the son of two, Ceres, uh, so that stands for Search and Rescue Association of Solace Volunteers. Um, he has always been skilled at getting others out of dangerous situations that are common in the Outlands. Uh, however, he only began to understand the value of protecting others when he and his boyfriend stole his father's motorcycle, took it on a joyride, and got trapped by a deadly mudslide. His parents saved them, and his father lost an arm in the process. Jeez, Dang. I didn't read any of this before. Just this is deep. wild. <laughs> Uh, Gibraltar has never forgotten that sacrifice and has devoted his life to helping those in need. Dang, dude. Rough life. Games are wild. Life's Rough tough. Life. Real name, Makoa Gibraltar. There you go. Age 30, home solace. Uh, tactical ability, dome protection. And so that's, is that like the one, is that like the big like blue bubble that kind of yeah, surrounds you? That's the one. And it, it lasts for 15 seconds. The Winston bubble, actually. I keep saying Arissa, it's Winston. How do you guys feel about that? Because the first time that like my, one of my teammates used that when I was playing, I was like, oh, snap. Okay, cool. Winston. Then I try to shoot outside the bubble and it, and you can't. Yeah. You can't throw grenades out. You can't shoot out. It's mm. almost like a May wall. Some, like it can get in the way sometimes. Yeah. And you got to be careful if you're playing a Gibraltar not to do that. I do feel like I've screwed some people over sometimes when I drop it. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes it's necessary. You know, you can drop it and, and you're in the middle of a firefight. You can go quickly heal and come right back out. I've had times where even it's helped me where the guy's chasing me. He gets in the circle. I get right out the circle. So I get those few extra seconds of, of safety for, you know, my squad to come back in and help me out. Yeah, for nice. sure. I can see how it can backfire though, for sure. And I, and I think it's great for when somebody drops, like somebody like Bangalore drops an ult, you know, mm-hmm. drop down your shield um, for 15 seconds. Like if you time it right, you can kind of survive, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I think using it tactically, like you said, John, is great. Just make sure if you are a Gibraltar main, um, if you guys have the advantage, you know, make sure you aren't blocking your teammates' shots, you know? Maybe pull back a little bit, a few feet back, and then drop it and let them know, hey, there's a shield right here, you know? Yeah. But but For yeah, sure. I, I, I like that tactical ability. Uh, his passive ability is the gun shield, um, which John, mm-hmm. can you explain like how that works? Cause I've seen my, I've seen my teammates use it, but I'm always like, I don't, how, how, how in the world is that? Like, does it work? It, it's as simple as as soon as you put, pull your sights up. So on PlayStation, um, L2, 
I don't even remember which L it is. L1, L2. L2. Yeah, L2. Yeah. As soon as you pull your sights up, you'll see a shield just pop up in front of you. And you can okay. turn off the shield if you find it distracting by pressing down, I believe, on the D-pad. Um, Interesting. I've, I believe if you shoot at it long enough, it will go away. But yeah, I, it breaks. I, if you're just holding your sights up, it doesn't go away by itself. Mm-hmm. So is it like it has if health. you are shooting at you directly, the shield blocks the shots? Yeah. Or, yeah, it, as, at least in my experience, it at least deafens the bullets so they don't hurt as much but mm. that could that could just be that they've knocked down my shield quickly or they've shot me from behind but when i've had it they can take their shots at me and i'm not i'm not dying i'm not getting the hits yeah they if they mm. want to hurt you with the shields up they have to break the shield or yeah um hit you in the head or your feet or like some of your shoulder sticks out so but like if they're shooting dead center and you have your shield up it's going to take a lot of that damage so right off the bat as soon as you're walking around with your sights up you already have that advantage of, you know, taking a few shots in before before that guy can actually start hitting your skin. Yeah. Dude, yep. I need to try out Gibraltar in that case. Because, yeah, like, that's one of... Because, like, once again, being somebody who, like... like I feel like I'm, I'm, I might be underselling myself. I don't suck at shooting. But, like Alex said, I'm, like, competent, right? Like, I know what I'm doing, but I'm not necessarily, like... In in most in most firefights, I'm probably getting out, like, half the time. Uh, if it's, like, one-on-one, we see each other at the same time. Um, and so having something like that for what I'm, like... When I when I get into an encounter, have that real quick uh, shield for safety would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Give and shot, man. Gibraltar's ultimate ability uh, is the defensive bombardment, which is what are the, so what are the details of how this works? The, I this does this slow down your own your your own team when you use it? No, this I is like a like a, a mortar strike, so it's like exploding, yeah. and, and it it's can concentrated hurt you too. Yeah. Okay. So it gotcha. can't hurt your team, but it'll hurt you. Okay, yeah. it'll hurt you. Yep. Gotcha. Because I knew it didn't. I, I knew it didn't hurt the team, but I was like, I feel like I've gotten slowed down. But uh, there's some other heroes where I feel like they use their their special ability, and it can kind of affect you in, in kind of weird ways. Yeah, Caustic and Bangalore have that effect. Gotcha. They have like a stun kind of. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Let's talk about a uh, lifeline. Lifeline. So lifeline, my girl. She's cl- classified as a combat medic. Uh, AJ Che, aka Lifeline. That's an awesome name. I didn't realize that was her name. Uh, isn't someone you would expect to find in the Apex games? Once the child of wealthy war profiteers, she left home when she learned of the damage her family had caused and enlisted in the Frontier Corps, a humanitarian organization that aids frontier communities in need. Uh, She's since devoted her life to helping others and joined the Apex games to fund the Frontier Corps with her winnings. Um, So, of course, real name, AJ Che, age 24. Uh, Tactical ability, the Doc Heal Drone, um, which, I mean in my opinion probably the most useful yeah <laughs> ability in the game yep um crucial early game you don't have any health supplies yeah so for those who may not know it essentially is a heal bot that heals damage uh for you and your teammates if you stand around it um it's saved like it doesn't always save me in combat situations since like things move so quick but it has saved me mm-hmm. if like i get shot and i'm like behind cover i'm able to drop dip real it. quick throw out the bot and then like kind of pop back up um and aim while i'm getting healed um and so it kind of gives me the advantage there yeah yeah um, which is really nice. Passability, uh, combat medic. And so essentially allows you to heal faster, allows you to revive people faster, um, all that stuff. It also allows you to uh, put up a shield when you're reviving your teammates. Um, that, really I feel cool. like that's crucial. If you have a lifeline on your team, make sure they're the ones reviving people because they want, they, they do it more efficiently. And two, they have a wall, a shield wall. If yeah. they're facing the right direction. It's super vital and it's super, super, um, useful to prioritize like if you're a lifeline prioritize um reviving like if somebody goes down like you got to be the one to go over there yeah yep 
for sure. Yeah, um, Parlay Flan next. Ultimate ability is the care package, which I think is interesting because like I find that when I'm playing, I'm always like, yo, when should I use this thing? Because I use it a lot during early game um, because like the assumption is that like um, since thing, the circle's big, people are, are kind of spread out. Hopefully nobody's going to see this care package drop. But as the circle gets close, uh, um, circle gets smaller, I get more nervous Yeah, uh, to use well, it. Well, it's a giveaway. Um, yeah. Because... I mean, it's like, oh, there's a, there's a, there's a lifeline care package today. Like they're there. It gives you our position away. But there was that time, bless, we got to win, me and you, because mm. it was a two on two and we were in the woods, um, like south of Arsenal or near Relay kind of, um, where all of those, um, chests are. And yeah. you used it as a distraction. You, you put the care package down in the middle of the field and we ran around and then we got the jump on people because they were looking at the care package, not at us. And then yeah. we won. So you can yeah. use it like that too, which is, you know. It's pretty cool. As like that strategic kind of th- like, because like I remember playing PUBG and trying to play like the mind tricks of like, and this is like, this is like when Battle Royale first kind of became a big thing of like, okay, what kind of mind tricks can we use to kind of like throw people off? Yeah. Like if we face our car this way, people won't know that it spawned yep. a certain way. Or like if we like, open leave the doors open and all, all this stuff right and like i think the care package kind of brought me back to that of like oh yeah like when we use it as a tra- distraction i was like okay this is this is gonna get them and like i think when you saw them like you saw them aiming at the care package yep. just waiting for us to get to get there and so we we're able to flank them yeah um which is pretty cool that was a cool moment that's definitely <laughs> a great tactic yeah yeah uh so there's a tip for you uh and lastly uh we'll talk about pathfinder uh he's classified as a forward scout uh pathfinder is the picture of optimism despite his circumstances a MRVN mobile robotic versatile entity. Wow. All right. <laughs> Modified to specialize. Marvin. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. Modified <laughs> to specialize in location scouting and surveying. He booted up decades ago in an abandoned laboratory with no idea who created him or why. With only his MRVN designation to hint at his identity, Pathfinder set off in search of his creator. Um, so real name, MRVN, age unknown, homeworld unknown. His tactical ability is the grappling hook. Yeah. Um, and Alex is kind of, it, Alex is the Pathfinder guy here. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So how does that, yeah, tell us about him. Grappling hook. I mean, Pathfinder is such a great one. He's a great support hero because he can get you to places that you can't otherwise get to. Like if you're in an end circle and you're in like a final fight situation um, and you need high ground, Pathfinder is a great character to have. Also a, a great character to counter um, certain heroes. Um like uh, a, a wraith can can get away and make distance really easily, but a pathfinder you can actually grappling hook any enemy in the game. I don't know if people know that. I'm sure if people have seen you know clips from streamers. They probably probably found out about it. But you can clip on with his grappling hook, his L1. You can hook enemies and it reels you to them, and then you can finish it with like a shotgun blast to the face or like a punch, and it does a lot of damage. And it's a great way to. Uh, Getting somebody's face and disorient them. So yeah, the grappling hook is great for both just traversal, getting momentum, getting to high places as well as combat. Pathfinder's um, what passive ability is called yeah. insider knowledge. This is actually really cool because um, Pathfinder. There are certain if you look at your map and you're playing Pathfinder, um, there are icons on the map, and I think it actually shows up even if you're not playing Pathfinder. But there are little like icons that look like little satellites or like little radars at certain locations and they're randomized. Like they aren't the same place every time, 
but Pathfinder can go to those symbols and there there is like a terminal that they can access and it'll scan uh, the survey beacon to reveal the ring's next location. And so once you scan that, you'll see the current ring, the current circle in white and then a smaller green circle. You pull up mm. your map, it's green. That's going to be the, the not the next circle. Or it is going to be the next circle. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like the future circle. Yeah, exactly. And so you can use you can even use the early game, um, and it can be really versatile and really help form your decisions of your team and like help you get into good positioning. Like I feel like that's Pathfinder's strength is positioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I I love when I I love playing with you when you use them because you have like a good like you take on a good leadership role uh, because and we haven't talked we haven't brought up the zip lines yet but like Pathfinder kind of has a good. Um, if you have, I mean, his name is Pathfinder for a reason, right? Like with that yeah. passability, like you kind of know where to move next, and like you can mm-hmm. kind of move your team um, because because of the zip line and because like you're able to kind of get to places that uh, regular characters can't. Yeah, and you can really kind of cheese some fights that way. Like there are, excuse me, there are places only Pathfinder can get to. Yeah, and so if you are fighting the team, if you have a Pathfinder and you're on the high ground and they don't have a Pathfinder and can't get to you, um, then you have a massive advantage on them. You know. And so, you know, that some people might frown on that, you know, but I think it's good tactics. Like, use what you have. Uh, he was designed to, to do that. And so, you know, exploit the environment and get up to places that other people can't and, you know, rain down hell on them. And I don't, that's, that's why I love Pathfinder. <laughs> I don't feel like you can really complain about one character. Like, I mean, obviously people can have their flaws against it, but complaining about one character, there's always another character that will do something that can defend against that character or that has its own advantage. So... I feel like mm-hmm. it's, it's extremely sure. balanced where, yeah, okay, well, Pathfinder's all the way at the top here. Yeah, but there's so many other things you could do. You could throw, uh, you can throw, uh, like, tip of my tongue here, you can throw a, a mortar strike down. Oh, you know what yeah, I mean? mortar strike, yeah. You can, there's so many ways to get at that. You can just be a really good sniper and just pick them off. There's, mm-hmm. there's ways around it, and everyone has their own skill that's going to benefit mm-hmm. you in the game. That's the point of having a class and a hero, right? To have that skill yeah. that gives you an advantage, but... It's not an unfair advantage by a long shot. And so far, I don't necessarily feel like anybody's OP. No. uh, Per se. Um, Like the closest thing, I mean, I don't even think, yeah, I don't even say the closest thing because I feel like everybody's kind of, like even Bloodhound, right? His ability to scan as an enemy, you can see that scan. Like you can see the bubble pop out. Like I've had that happen to me where I was like, Oh, what was that? What was that bubble? And then I heard the footsteps, and I was like, "Oh, snap! A bloodhound just scanned me." You can hear him breathing really heavy. We were playing with Chris McCracken from Mirror to the Games, and uh, we were like in a final fight. And the only reason I knew where they were was I could hear Bloodhound breathing really heavy because he was doing his ult. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, they're up top!" And then we we won the fight. Yeah. You know? And so like so. this game, like it right now, it doesn't seem like there's like a bastion, you know, from like early Overwatch or like yeah, like, yeah. Uh, uh, nobody's using like multiple Torbjorns or you know like how that nothing yeah. like that seems Team to be happening. Um, yeah. who, like who knows down the road like in a month or so people could figure out an exploit with a certain hero then that becomes the meta mm-hmm. um, but I think with the small amount of heroes we have right now or legends um, there I mean things seem to be balanced in a way that like if that's if that stuff does start happening respawn can probably respond to it pretty quickly um, yeah, and so. as they add new heroes, we can kind of keep up and see like, okay, does the balance, uh, keep and like, and also the thing is like, this isn't, it is, this game isn't necessarily like overwatch where like your abilities aren't everything like your, the abilities are what separates the characters, but it's not like, like the abilities isn't what makes the experience. If that makes sense. I agree. I agree. It slightly yeah. enhances. 
flavors the yeah, ex- yeah yeah like it flavors the experience it allows you to, uh, to do different things but no, none of those things seem like they're over overtly like changing changing the game um it really comes down to winning fights you know yeah winning sure. the gunshots getting the getting the right shot so let's get into some news and articles uh the first let's item i have uh 25 million players and 2 million concurrence uh is what they reported on monday and that comes from vince zampella of respawn so um, by the time people were listening to this, this was four days old, yeah, five days old. And so like, if you're listening to this on Friday, you might be like, I, it's 50 million now. <laughs> <laughs> and one, if that happens, then that's crazy. But also like, it, it, I'm, I, I'm sure another number will come on Monday, like on um, this next upcoming Monday, the 18th, yeah. I think. Um, and we'll see. Like if there, it could be at 30 million, who knows? Let's put predictions um, out right now. What do you guys think it'll be on Monday? 30. I'm also gonna say I don't think it gets another 10 million. I don't want, I don't want to keep the same. So I'm going to go 35. All right. Nice. I think we've seen this massive bubble for the game and I think, I think it's still going to grow, but I don't think it's going to be, uh, like yeah. as, as quick. Not, like, it. yeah, it's not gonna be like 50 million by like, no, one no, day. that's ridiculous. I don't want to buy, I don't want to buy my tongue because I think like last episode we were like, Oh man, they're about to see 20 million. And then it was like 25 million. Yeah. Um, true. And so you never know, but I think no more than 35 million on Monday. 25 million is in a, it's a wild insane. Number. Yeah. Shake a um, dick what does, so yeah. What does that mean? Uh, you, you think for this game? I mean, like it, it only solidifies, like, you know, there was, there was thoughts in the back of my mind, like, Oh, you know, what if this is when it was like, like 10 million, I was like, Oh, what if like, that's huge, you know, but what if maybe it's a flash in the pan or like, you know, it's just it's just gonna quickly wither away. Like they're paying all these streamers to play the game. Like if they stop playing it, like once the paid promotions end, are our viewers and players gonna drop? And uh, most, I think, from what I was looking at, most, if not all, of the sponsored content is done, and this game is just like growing now based on you know popularity. So mm-hmm. I think I think the fact that it's at twenty five million now with two million concurrent players that really solidifies it as. I think it's going to have legs. I think it's going to be around for a while. The mm-hmm. fact that the battle pass isn't even out yet is wild. And there's 25 million players. I think once the battle pass comes and there's incentive to grind and to get experience and to keep playing and to unlock the next thing, I think we're going to see even more growth. So mm-hmm. yeah. And I think the way this I'm game is going to really succeed is if it does have to learn a lot from Fort, like <clears throat> Fortnite, where, you know, they're constantly world world building. And I think that's amazing. I don't know if they can do the same thing in this game, but they need to do something to keep everyone coming back. You know, it can't just be continue to play on the same map. I love to play on the same map over and over, but that that is that going to keep the 25 million players happy for the next six months? You know, like Alex said, we need that battle pass. Hopefully they have some sort of challenges attached to it, uh, but eventually, we're, you know, add a new map or change the map or break something, do something different to to keep it fresh. Because oh, it seems like, so long. yeah, it seems like in Blessing and I were talking about this earlier in the week together, it seems like they're going to go the route of multiple maps because mm-hmm. if you look at, you know, the stat, the PSN status or the Xbox status of somebody, it clearly says playing squads on Kings Canyon. Like, yeah, it's very like, you know, it's tags. You can easily see them saying playing duos on Kings Canyon, playing duos on X map. Like they wouldn't they would just say if there weren't going to be more maps in the future, they would just say playing squads. You know, they wouldn't announce the map yeah. and, and all that stuff and like even for psn specifically right they have the option to just say playing apex <coughs> legends like yeah. those sub those sub lines there are specifically for like playing single players playing multiplayer and like they're spe- specifically to call out what that person is doing 
So the, so for the fact that they have that there means that they're going to um, alter that in some way. Or they're going to give options for different ways to play. Yeah. Um, there's a quote from Daniel Ahmad uh, on Twitter at ZugeX uh, regarding the concurrent users. Uh, he says, one other stat is that Apex Legends has hit 2 million peak concurrent users uh, within one week. It took, four, it took Fortnite 16 weeks to hit 2 million concurrent players uh fortnite's concurrence now is at 8.3 million granted like fortnite when it launched it wasn't like this it wasn't this launch right it wasn't like, not, not at all no. it was a very low-key launch and then it grew like uh, there was like a certain point where like it just grew out of nowhere mm-hmm. um it's higher so apex is higher than fifa 18 uh which hit which hit 1.6 uh, million uh peak concurrence and fifa is another kind of story because fifa of course like there's a fifa every year and so like fifa isn't necessarily going to keep um a large concurrent granted uh, because there's that split of user base, but that's still pretty yeah. big. Um, and, and then PUBG, uh, their peak concurrence on steam is 3.2. Um, mm. and that's like, that's huge because I think PUBG, when that, when that was blowing up, that was destroying all, like that was all, pretty much all records. Like that was yeah. like dominating things. Yeah. Um, and so it seems like apex could possibly be on the track, uh, to maybe hit that. Yeah. Are um, these numbers um all consoles and PC or is it just PC? Uh I think it's know? just hmm, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I think PUBG I don't think they detailed that PUBG number is Steam specifically. Yeah. I think the other numbers may be twenty five million is everyone together. The two million concurrent is from Steam charts, I believe, which is just Steam. Yeah, because Steam's probably the only thing that that tracks that, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that sounds right. And so yeah, so two million for steam and then yeah pubg is at 3.2 and i'll look into i'll look into it and see if i can clarify later on um alex is on the case yeah um, well, i'm looking might... at the official ea um the official ea update mm-hmm. they said we're also thrilled to announce that since last monday more than 25 million players have jumped into the game and over the weekend we had well over 2 million concurrent players at our peak so i think the, in the context of them saying more than 25 million players have jumped into the game that's like everyone i think in the and it's the same sentence they're talking about the 2 million concurrent i think we can say it's all console, all console and PC. Gotcha. Yep. Alex, tell me about the play. Tell me about um, the secret monster that players have discovered. Yeah. So um, early last week, there were players that were finding. Um, this is actually a tradition in Titanfall games for respawn to put these little um, dinosaurs and, and plushies into their games and hide them around the map in weird places. So one of them is at the top of the tutorial area. If you climb up on the bones above like the kind of shooting gallery, there is a little, uh, green Nessie, like the Loch Ness monster, mm-hmm. little green plushie there. And so there are several of them scattered around the map. And if you activate that, if you shoot them in a certain sequence, um, then, there's a little thing at the bottom, little um, alert at the bottom of the screen in like the the activity feed or whatever, like where people are usually like showing like they're getting killed or whatever. It says a Nessie appears dot 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 that shows mm-hmm. up in the kill feed. Um, and then it turns out that on certain parts of the map, um, there is an actual like monster that you can see. So the clip that I saw, they were over in swamps and they they did the trick and in the off the off the coast of swamps. This like nest, like it almost looks like it's very phallic in nature, <laughs> but it's this, it's this like cylinder that rises out of the water, Oh, but snap. it's kind of, it's covered in like fog and stuff. So you can't really see a ton of detail, but it very much looks like, a dick. um, yeah, well, uh, or, or the blackness <laughs> monster, whatever you prefer to call it. Um, and so I thought that was like a really cool Easter egg. The fact that that's already in the game 
is really neat to see. Because they could have just done the plushies and yeah, that's cool. But the fact that it triggers an event is really fun to me, I think. That's awesome. I like I like that kind of thing in Battle Royale games specifically. Like Fortnite at this point uh, is known for its in-game events and in-game like secrets and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know how um, how much I want Respawn uh, to like go far with their own like in-game secrets and events. Like I don't know if I want a concert from Marshmallow yeah. in Apex Legends. <laughs> no, um, but like so stuff from like Metallica this. Concert. I, yeah i can see that but like <laughs> some stuff like this where it's like i wouldn't have even have known that if i didn't uh like if you didn't tell me that i wouldn't have known yeah um stuff like that i kind of dig um i don't know how you guys feel about like where you want um respawn to go with like weird like cool easter eggs i like mean this. yeah this kind of stuff is like non-intrusive and mm-hmm. you can literally just look at it you know and it's not like obstructing gameplay or anything like i'm totally down with that i i, I also don't want a marshmallow concert even though it was really cool in Fortnite. like it, it was um, it was an incredible feat as far as video games go mm-hmm. like a live event like that um but i don't necessarily this game doesn't have that vibe the same vibe as Fortnite. Fortnite's very um lighthearted. and this game is to an extent but Fortnite's almost cartoony you know in nature and can kind of get away with the putting thanos in the game and you know other yeah. things like that um whereas this game seems a little more almost grounded i think that's probably the way yeah. word i'm go- looking for um grounded in its universe at least like more fully realized in its world and and seems more established in that way and the fact that it's in the titanfall universe because a lot like um pathfinder he's from the mrvn that's like i believe that's a that's a leader of a fact that's a faction in titanfall 2 mm-hmm. and so like they are already playing with their lore and like introducing people that way i think it would be weird to throw in marshmallow like i think it would also throw off the vibe of their other games and properties yeah, you think like it would mess with the lore a bit. Like when Titanfall three would come out, it'd be like so marshmallow existence. In yeah, universe. right. Like, yeah, he's a playable character. Yeah, man. Um, so on February thirteenth, uh, respawn pushed a patch. Um, yep. and they we have some notes here from um the Apex Legends Reddit uh, that comes from respawn official. And so essentially, they kind of themed it around Valentine's Day, um, which mm-hmm. I think this is their first sort of seasonal kind of event that they've done. It's not huge, but it's like kind of a, a, a cool little thing that they've done with this patch and also they fixed a few things and so i'm going to go through their patch notes uh, here and we can talk about it okay um and so the first note is that they added live die live uh banner badge uh which you get through reviving a, a member of your squad uh between february 13th and february 19th uh, to earn it they also added a valentine's day cosmetic or they had also added valentine's day cosmetic items to the store um they will be live and available in the store starting february 13th until february 19th uh, nice. and then they're gone which how do you guys feel about the them being here and then gone within a few few days? I'm fine with that. Yeah, it makes sense. You know? I mean, that's the whole point of having these uh, transactions is to make that limited nature and make you want it, so you don't want to miss out and you buy it. I mean, yeah, for me at least with the skins, um, I'm really loving gun skins. Anything else to me makes no sense. You know, having your character skin, but having a mm-hmm. gun skin, I some I've unlocked so many that when I pick up a weapon and I see. It's got dice hanging off of it and, and a little eight ball on it. I, I love mm-hmm. that stuff. So I, I can if it's guns, I can see, you know, people really going for it. But no, it's not. It's not a problem. You want that seasonal content. Yeah, for sure. I so I'm kind of mixed. I'm more, I'm more positive on this than negative. Um, but I one of my small issues with Fortnite was like their their challenges that went on and the idea that I'd be playing a match and people would be out there looking for pinatas because they want to get three pinatas before the event ends 
and, and things like that. I felt kind of like it, that intruded a little bit. Um, but like these challenges where it's, where it's like revive your teammate um, and, and do things like that. These are more, challenges that are like teaching people the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like these are challenges that you're going to do anyway or that are kind of helpful to the play. And so I'm yeah. kind of okay with them being that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, they also added some more um, notes regarding stability, bugs, performance, mm-hmm. and quality of life. And so they um, they added various improvements uh, and tweaks to UI. They added uh, some which, new icons. Yeah, that I noticed. there's the new icon that we noticed for the uh, ultimate accelerant, um, which yep. threw me off at first. But um, um, so I don't, I'm not sure why they changed it. Um, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not complaining. Um, extended timeout uh, that was causing players with slower hard drive crashes. So they added a fix for that. That's um, good. Addressed a number of client and serviceability issues. Fixed exploit where you could keep duplicating items in your inventory, which I didn't Dang. know existed, but thank God they <laughs> fixed it. Um, addressed God. a number of stability and performance issues. Um, fixed issue where players would get a gray screen in lobby when connecting for the first time. Fixed issue where your friends list showed all your friends is offline and unable to party, which I think I might have gotten that. I like, definitely got that one. Is that the one where you would see your friends list and you click the name, but like you can't like invite them or you can't join their party? That was definitely that's definitely one I've experienced because I've been experiencing experiencing that a lot. So I hope that is the same thing. That, yeah, uh, this might be slightly different, but similar vein. Hmm. Um, they also shortened the duration of Bloodhound's Eye of the Allfather clones to remain in the world by one second. All right. Um, as far as gear, the Arc Star now shows uh, a grenade warning indicator, which I experienced that for the first time yesterday. Like somebody threw an Arc Star, and like I got the indicator, and I was like, "Oh snap!" That's like a different like noise, because like the Arc Star makes a certain sound when it's about to blow up. Um, yeah. So when I heard that sound, I saw the the indicator. I was like, "Oh, interesting." Um, so that's good. They added that. Um, for Kings Canyon, they addressed a number of bugs with uh, map geo like holes you could fall through and areas that players could get stuck in. Um, plus a bunch of other polish issues. And so they cleaned up the map a bit. And then uh, regarding the PlayStation Plus play pack, uh, art updated for PlayStation Plus play pack uh, to the flatline skin and banner card and changed the names to Deep Blue. This will affect all players that already have been rewarded the skins as well. Um, all right. So yeah, there's all your Apex Legends patch updates. Um, Alex, you had some tips and tricks that you wanted to share. I do have some tips and I preface this with the fact that, you know, a lot of people listen to the show of different skill levels. So bear with me. Like if you've heard some of these tips, like I'm, I'm sorry, there's a lot of people who don't know them. Um, if you do have tips that we, we haven't maybe touched on, you can, of course, you can tweet them. If you think they're like rare enough, tweet them at us. If you don't think anybody's talking about them, um, at okay beast now, um, a couple these are more, some of these might be more advanced, uh, I try to kind of keep it, you know, balanced, but, um, one thing for like a very practical thing that I, that has implemented my play has improved my play after implementing it is using redeploy stations to get a quick height advantage. So I've done this multiple times. I've done this at bridges because there's a redeploy right between the two main, um, you know, platforms where people fight. And so I've gotten, I've gotten kind of the, the jump on people by, you know, running into the river, like sliding off the cliff into the river, reloading, jumping up on the redeploy. And I don't know if people know this, you can jump off of those. Like you don't have to ride it to the very top. You can ride it to however, however high you want and then jump off and get on top of a building. Or, you know, like I, like I did, I jumped on top of people. There was even, we were in a final circle, a final fight, um, over in one of the very crowded, it wasn't skull town. It was like just South of that. And one of the unnamed towns or the towns I can't remember. 
And uh, we actually all jumped on the redeploy and got because there was people on high ground that we literally had no angle on. There's no way the 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 circumference was so tiny, the circle. There was no way to get an angle on them, and they could just like look over and shoot us. So we we went into the circle real quick, took a little damage, and redeployed on top of the building that was above the enemy team, and that was a severe advantage for us. So keep those in mind for those redeploy stations. Um, also with those on PC, it's easier on PC. I think you can do it on PS4 because Blessing did it yesterday. You can extend your glide distance on those redeploys. You can like double the time that you can glide. Yeah, it's if wild. You, yeah, if you look up. As you're going up the zip line, look straight up to the sky, like as far as you can go on the axis, look straight up. And as you fly off, hold left trigger. So you're in like the free look mode. And then um, you can you can adjust. Blessing, you're the one who did it. Yeah, well. essentially like, yeah, as I was looking up, I held L2. And then like I held L2 at the top um, right when I, right when I was launching. Mm-hmm. And then essentially what happened was the launch carried me. And then kind of like as I was kind of um, uh, gaining like or falling down a little bit. I would essentially like float back up and it was like, I was, it was almost like I was riding wind um, (laughs) as I was flying through the air. It was very weird. And like, it looked like I was about to land, but then like, I kind of like picked back up. Um, So it's a cool little, cool little tip that they'll probably patch at a certain point. Maybe. I don't know. Like you never know. Yeah. Um, But a lot of people are using this, especially on PC. So, uh, you know, you might as well use it too until it gets patched out. Um, And then uh, this is like just a more general tip, maybe for beginners, intermediate players. Be strategic with your loot. Um, there are certain characters that benefit from the ultimate accelerants. Like give your give those to Lifeline in the early game so that she can call down her care packages, which directly positively affects the RNG of the game. Like you can get your team awesome loot by just feeding your Lifeline those ultimate accelerants. And just as soon as they're up, call them back down, you know, and just get that loot. And that'll really help you early to mid game. Um that's what we've experienced. Um, and then just keep in mind, like this is general, like, you know, any first person shooter, like think about this, but especially this game, like look at your loadout and then let that, you know, affect your plan and like plan your route according to your loadout. You know, if you have all short range weapons, don't go to the desert where there's no cover and they're all like far sight lines. Like you are not going to perform well there. Probably go the route of, you know, like cascades or something where there's more buildings and you can kind of get through and like get in those close quarter combat scenarios. Like think about your loadout in that way. Let it adjust your play style. Um, quick thing that a lot of people don't know. The care packages are colored blue care packages are lifelines and don't show up on the map and random care packages are orange and show up on the map. So use that to tell if there's a squad nearby or not. Um, that's really helpful, especially in game. Um, and then just think about your positioning, um, get the advantages. A lot of people don't know with the ping system that you can like claim, you can dibs an item and it'll remain on your, on your UI and it won't disappear. So if a teammate pings an item, press R1 again once they've pinged it, and you'll call dibs on it, and it'll save a waypoint to your HUD, um, as well as, you know, you can actually hold down that R1, and there's a whole menu. We talked about that last week. There's a whole menu of, you can say, I'm watching this location, or somebody's been here. So use that ping system to its full potential. Um, and then lastly, a couple quick fire lightning round. Uh, we talked about it earlier, kick doors in. Uh, with your melee, um, if there are down but not out players, they're kind of crawling on the ground waiting to be revived. They can be teleported elsewhere with Wraith's dimensional rift, her portal. Ooh. Yeah, and and that can I think enemies can go in as well, so be careful with that. But you can if your if your team is down, I I know enemies can, but I'm pretty sure down but not out enemy players yeah, can also go can. through it. Yeah, yeah, I've done so, it before. 
everyone can do it with the dimensional rip, but that's a huge, you know, benefit to your team. If you have that available and you don't want them to get thirsted by an enemy team, throw down a portal form and let them get out of there. Um, and then lastly, again, hook shot, um, enemies with pathfinders, grappling hook, um, to finish the kill or to kind of disorient them. But there's, I've got a whole, I've got a whole, um, article with these and I kind of go into more detail about some, some, uh, tactics and stuff over on okbeast.com. So go check that out, go read it. I kind of gave you the cliff notes here and kind of tried to pick through the most helpful ones that I could do, but I did dive a little deeper on, on some of these, um, in that article and, and tried to find some helpful resources as well and linked it all over there. So okbeast.com, go check that out for some, some more tips. Man, we got to have a jingle for like Alex's tip section. Alex's tips. Hey. Just a tip. I need a hey at the end. Oh, hey. We'll, we'll hire Beyonce to get that <laughs> done. Uh, le- before we wrap up, let's get into some questions. Of course, if you want to ask us a question about Apex Legends, or you can even ask, ask us how our day is going, you can tweet at us uh, at OKBeastNow um, with the hashtag Jumpmaster, so we know that is for the show. Yep. Um, Elder Basic asks, do you guys like landing on the jump ship from the get-go? It's super risky, but guns are immediate and can turn into a punch fest. Uh, what say you guys? If you're going to do it, go all the way. Yeah. Exactly. It's fun. It's fun. I like it. It makes it exciting. You know, you get on there, especially if you see another team going. It's it's a run for the gun, and it, it just turns into a fire fest. And then worst case scenario, you just jump off and no fall damage. Yep, exactly. But if you make it out alive, you got good. Oh loot. yeah. That's yeah. the thing is, I like like depending on what my aim is for that round. Like I'll either drop <laughs> super spicy or super like um, secluded, or I'll try to drop secluded and inevitably run into a team. But yeah. like. Um, if I drop spicy, usually I'm just like I'm. I just need to get some gun practice. I just mm-hmm. need to have some fun right now. I need to get some kills to kind of bring up confidence. And in the situations where I drop spicy and I end up making it out alive, I'm usually decked out in great loot. And so, yep. Um, if 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 I'm gonna go for the gunship, it's usually just to have fun. And if I make it out, then I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I'm I'm ready for war. Um, and so there you go. Uh, Mark Tucker asks. I enjoyed the first hashtag Jumpmaster podcast question. I didn't mean to read the compliment, but thank you. <laughs> thank you, Mark. Uh, thank if you. you're playing with two randos, who are you hoping they pick to accompany your legend of choice? Mm. Lifeline easily. Yeah, I want a lifeline, especially in a random group. Mm. I would and say then lifeline I want, and... Hmm. I think I'd question. want a bloodhound or a uh, maybe a, a Bangalore. Because mm. Bangalore has the smoke. That can be very helpful. And even in like the worst hands, people know how to use smoke grenades, you know? They yeah, know sure. what it does. You can never <laughs> mess that up. Yeah. So I, I would say Lifeline in Bangalore or even Bangalore and uh, Bloodhound. I think the, uh, Bangalore is a good one to have just because like you're saying, you know, you got that, you got the, the artillery strike, you got the smoke screen. It's, it's definitely a lot of advantage to that. For me, yeah. I think... So my main is Lifeline. And so mm-hmm. assuming I'm using Lifeline, I would like one of my teammates to either be Gibraltar or Caustic just for like the defensive strategy of being able to kind of pr- uh, protect the situation or maybe even like um, Bangalore uh, for the smoke. Um, for the same Caustic kind of is pretty situation. deadly sometimes. Yeah. And then maybe the other one could be like Bloodhound um, or if it's Alex Van Aken, then, or oh, actually this is <laughs> Randall's. I was going to say if it's Alex Van Aken, then uh, um, uh, Pathfinder. Um, but if the, if the rando is good with like, uh, directions and is able to like kind of lead the way, then I want them to, to be, be path, path finder. Mm. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. 
Um, Alex, not Vanekin, asks, <laughs> would you like to see the Titanfall 2 faction leaders introduced into Apex Legends as future characters to play? So I actually, um, I looked up, I actually didn't play Titanfall 2's campaign. I know I'm, I'm a horrible <gasps> person. I was a very big Titanfall 1 fan. I played that game to death. Oh, Titanfall 2 came out at a bad time. I was playing Dishonored, I think. And I, I played Titanfall 2's multiplayer, but I didn't jump into the single player because I'm an awful human being. I'm sorry. But I did research for this, Alex. I, I saw your question. I wanted to research it. Um, so I watched a lot of videos and watched, looked through the factions and stuff. So it seems like a lot of the factions are already similar to characters like Wraith or Bangalore. Like there's the, um, there's, there's, a, there was one dude who, who was like the munitions guy and he had a bad attitude. I'm like, okay, well then just be like a Bangalore kind of like his, his abilities kind of lined up with that. It was like a mercenary. I'm like, oh, well, we already have those in this game. So I looked through the characters I think that they can make, they could bring in and make interesting characters would be Ash from Vincent Dynamics. Um, because in the boss fight, in the Ash boss fight, she has a sword and she also has like an arc lightning blast with her Titan. And if they could put that into a character and like make her have that lightning wave ability on her own, that could be like a really cool, I could see almost like a, imagine like a boss fight, not in this game, but like, look at, look at like a game, like, um, uh, I don't know, fury. And like, imagine like one of those bosses that like kind of sends out a wave, like a radial wave and you have to jump over it. I could see like having like a character with like sends out like three or four, like lightning waves and like having to like avoid that. That could be like a really fun gameplay mechanic. Um, yeah. And then like maybe a sword. I don't know. Like they have, I think Rafe's heirloom set has a kunai. So like give somebody a sword. Um, and then there's the angel city elites. Uh, I think his name is Barker. And he's essentially just like a drunk guy. And I almost want to see like a World of Warcraft brewmaster mechanic where like this dude like fights with beer and like his his ult is like throwing down like a keg or something and like getting people ostensibly drunk and like messing up their vision and like kind of that. I think that could be really cool. Uh, it's a little out there. Like it's a little cartoony, you know, but a little whimsical. Hmm. But I think it could be a cool mechanic. Dang, so dude. Ash and Barker. <laughs> I did play Titanfall 2's campaign. I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> I, don't, I barely remember the story. All I remember is that my Titan was cool. Yep, pretty and much. that's about it. You know what? I was watching that game. I was like, man, what? They should get a character with that Titan. Remember the 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 Matrix where the, the Titan catches that Matrix-like ability where they catch all the bullets and send them back? Oh, yeah. That would be dope with the hero That'd in be this cool. game. Yeah, yeah. yeah for Wasn't, sure. Didn't they have that in like a Bioshock or something? They did. They did. Yeah, that's awesome um eric bartolota man that's a cool last name uh asks are there any abilities we haven't seen yet that you'd like for respawn to implement with new or when new legends get released kind of similar to last um i think more you know there's a, right now there's a lot of like calling down airstrikes and mm -hmm. that sort of thing and like very traversal based ultimates like wraith and pathfinder it'd be cool to see somebody you know have some sort of effect on the environment in a different way. Like mm -hmm. I said, like I think making some sort of mechanic where you have to avoid, like, like that's what I was talking about. Like Ash, the, the, the one I was talking about for Ash, like I would love something where I had to like jump over something or I had to like maneuver myself in such a way to avoid an ult. Otherwise I'm stunned or I'm separated from my teammates or something like some sort of crowd control ultimate ability would be really cool. How about a Thanos snap? Thanos snap. Ooh, I'm down man. with that. <laughs> Just make Thanos one of the legends. Yeah, um, you gotta go on everything. This is far. This is very far fetched. 
Um, but I I think it would be cool if like they added a legend that was just a Titan specialist and they could call down a Titan as their ultimate. Um, that would and, break and the game that. so badly. That would it would, <laughs> and so they wouldn't do it. Maybe but, it's like a, a little like mech suit that's like same size as the character, but like they can run and jump farther. Yeah, just more dope. armor too, like to protect you for that brief. That'd moment. be cool, actually. Yeah, I mean that would yeah. be a pain. Like I could, I can already see getting frustrated by seeing like an armored person with like yeah, extra like, extra oh, armor. This Crap. Guy. Yeah, because you almost it would force like a player to start shooting for mm-hmm. the duration. Because that kind of thing would have to have like a duration, otherwise it'd be super OP. But like you know, then it like brings into question: Do we shoot this this heavily armored person and try to take them out and like crush their armor, like? Or do we like try to hide and wait for it to go away? Like that could be some, some interesting gameplay decisions there. That's a good idea. People are going to hate me for saying this one also, but another idea is a turret character. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can edit <laughs> that out if you don't want to respond to hear that. Yeah. Edit that out. I'll edit that out. Don't, um, don't stop paying us respawn. <laughs> Andrew Taylor asks, uh, do you think a support character focused on supplying your team with ammo would be overkill? Ammo drops would be randomized in limited 20 to 40 rounds at a time. Hmm. That'd be pretty cool. I, I, I like yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think so because, I, to be honest, I don't think I've ever run out of ammo. Very rarely have I run out of ammo. Like, Dude, I run out of ammo all the time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, you're trigger Maybe happy I, then. <laughs> I, yeah, I do too. I am. <laughs> But yeah, I, I would like it. Especially if you're um, rocking like a gun with two weapons that both take heavy rounds or or light rounds. Like you have that, you really need an abundance of that certain type of ammo. And having a character that could, you know, positively affect that RNG would be. Besides, I mean, Lifeline does that to an extent, but somebody specifically for ammo mm-hmm. and like their ult kind of recharges pretty quickly would be pretty cool. I don't That'd think it'll break dope. the game though. I don't, I don't know if it would. Like, no, I don't. My I don't personal know. opinion. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I, I, I feel like. In the right hands, you know, it would be useless. Or in the wrong hands, it would be useless. But in the right hands, somebody that's super aggressive, like, all right, I'm going to play Bangalore. You pick, pick this person, and we're just going to, like, be spicy. And and you just keep supplying me ammo. Maybe the ammo you drop I can't use. Like, there's some of that randomness still. But, like, it's a, it, I, I could see that being an interesting play style. Well, it, it can be an ultimate, just like uh, Lifeline's yeah. ultimate, right? So that way it's not as often. That's true. And maybe the ultimate brings down... You know, all sorts of ammo. Maybe yeah. two or three types of ammo. I don't know. That could be cool. Maybe like passive abilities. They, when they pick up ammo, it's more than the average character. Yeah. Um, That'd be dope, act- actually. Yeah. Active ability could, who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, there you go. That's a common problem. I play with Andrew a lot and it's it's always like, do you have this ammo? No, I don't. We need it. So and yeah, I'm awesome. a hoarder at this point. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that pretty much wraps up the show. Uh, thank you guys, of course, for listening. Thank you guys for joining me. Um, you can, yeah. of course, follow uh, Alex on Twitter at It's Van Aiken. Uh, you can follow John Bernardo on Twitter at John S. Bernardo. You can follow me on Twitter at Blessing Jr. Of course, remember to ra- uh, review the podcast and su- subscribe on iTunes. Uh, every review helps. Every subscribe even helps. And so uh, doing that stuff uh, brings us a long way. That's how we got to number two on the games charts. That's how we got to number three on the games and hobbies charts. Also... Shout what? out to our Pocket Cast listeners because we charted on there too. So oh, did we really? Yeah, yeah, we did. Man, shout out to Pocket Cast. Yeah. Um, and of course, if we're on a podcast service that, um, or if you listen to a podcast service that we're not on, let us know when we'll get on there. I saw somebody tweet at us saying that we're not on Podbean. Um, and so we got to make that happen if we have I will get that. I'll make that happen this week. Yeah. And it's super easy. I've done it before with pre- previous podcasts. Dope. Um, of course, remember to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash okbeast. Uh, you can go there, check out what we have to offer um, and support us monetarily. 
Um, and if you don't want to support us monetarily, just tweet us compliments. You know, just tell <laughs> us, hey, your voice you're doing sounds great. Nice. You're doing great. <laughs> Anything, any, any kind of compliment. Life is going to get better. Yeah, I've been there. Tip. New episodes of this podcast every Friday. Yep. Um, also, remember to check out, if you like Anthem, if you play Anthem, check out Freelancer's Guide. Uh, that also comes out on Fridays. Yep. Um, and the Okabee's podcast, that's our podcast about all things video games, comes out on Mondays. Yep. Um, and so that's about it. Uh, you can guide, you guys can go, go ahead and say bye to the people. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye, my fellow champions. Stay legendary. This is my